Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and I'm so excited to share with you another Testimony Tuesday episode here on Mercy Talk. And if you're new to our podcast, every few weeks we are sharing a bonus episode where a special guest joins us to share some of their own personal story of healing and transformation. Uh, These are stories that we get to hear at Mercy all of the time from people who've either gone through our Keys to Freedom study or through our residential or outpatient programs. And we just want to share more of these stories with you all. Um, And to be sure, We want you to be encouraged and inspired today, not by how amazing Mercy is or even how amazing our guests are, and they are amazing, but really the whole heart behind Testimony Tuesday is for you to be encouraged and inspired by how amazing our God is, and that is what um, our desire is for these shows, and I know it's the desire of our guests as well, is that their stories would just point to just the goodness and the power of God. Today, our special guest is Julia, and Julia is a 2009 graduate of Mercy's residential program in St. Louis. So I am really, really excited for you to hear her story. So Julia, welcome to Mercy Talk, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Melanie. I'm so excited to be here. Hi to everyone that's listening. It's going to be fun. I I mean, I just would love to just dive right in because I've already discovered when we do these podcasts, we just start talking and then all the all the things start coming. So yeah. I will just, just jump right in and ask you to start by sharing just a little bit about your story prior to coming uh, into the Mercy program. So for me, it really started in my childhood. I had a chaotic and traumatic childhood. I was raised by my single mother and I did not have a relationship with my father. He disowned my mom and I when he found out that she was pregnant. So she raised me by herself and my mom had a lot of unhealed issues and unhealed wounds in her own life. And so as a as a difficult I was a difficult child, kind of strong-willed. And uh, my mom had a really difficult time raising Mm -hmm. me. And so she was physically and verbally abusive. So I had the abuse in my home and not having a father really left me in a very unstable household Mm -hmm. as well. And then I experienced sexual abuse in my childhood. And that really brought a tremendous amount of confusion and shame and rejection into my life. And so those, those things in my childhood really set me up to deal with a lot of shame, a lot of depression, anxiety, self-hatred. And so I started dealing with an eating disorder at a very young age in my childhood. And that went on throughout the majority of my life. And then eventually, as I got older, I uh, dealt with drug and alcohol abuse, self-harm, suicidal ideation. And I was in and out of psychiatric hospitals and rehabs and treatment centers and on a lot of medication for many years, just kind of cycling in and out of those programs. And I would just say that I lived in a tremendous amount of darkness Mm -hmm. and had no hope in my life and really felt like there was no purpose for my Mm -hmm. life and that dying was really the only way that the pain was going to end. So that's... 
that's the overview mm-hmm. of of my story mm-hmm. and what eventually led me to mercy. Yeah. Oh, that's already a lot. I um I know just even in hearing you share that this is probably going to be very obvious to people but um, I just think it's important to point out, just as you were sharing, uh, I was reminded of something that we often talk to people about of just, um, we, well, we use this analogy of the tree and, you know, we talk about how there are these like external things that if people looked at your life, they might say, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like she's this and that, and she struggles with this and she struggles with that. And she's got whatever, I mean, even other, th- I don't know, anger or like other things that they might have have just having been around you and observing your behaviors, they might see all Mm -hmm. of these things and goodness knows it's so easy for anyone to be able to look at someone struggling with some of the things you were struggling with and just pass on so much judgment of just kind of like, what's their deal. They need to get their lives together. They need to, you know, but even just in the few minutes that you've already shared of your story, clearly there was some massive Mm -hmm. stuff that happened young at a, from a yeah. very young age for you starting. And, you know, we use that analogy of a tree because we always talk about how there are these root issues and the things that you experienced, yeah. the abuse, the loss of, you know, the presence of your dad, all of those things, they grew these roots. And I'm not going to sit here and try to name them for you. You know what they were, but like they could easily have grown yeah. things like abandonment and rejection and all of those types of things. Yeah. Those were the roots of your tree, but then it kind of they came out as these yeah. as these behavior things. And so I just think it's such right. a good reminder for everyone just to re- just to know that what, what you see on the outside of a person is not in any yeah. way, shape or form telling you the story of their life. And there's always yes. a story. There's always a story. Yes. Like those things don't just yeah. pop up. You weren't like, hey, I right. think I just I think I'm going to have an eating disorder now like that. There was a lot underneath right. all of that. So just think that was important. Yeah. And the goodness of God is that he wants to get to those Mm, root mm. issues. He's not just interested in changing the behavior. Of course, the behavior matters because it's harmful and it has consequences, but he's so good that he gets to the root so that there can be true healing and transformation. Mm. And that really was the difference between me going through the secular Mm. programs and going through mercy because the the secular programs were very much focused on labels and diagnosis and behavior modification. And that really only lasts so long, which it was, it's clear from my story. Like I was going in and out of those places Mm -hmm. because the the true heart issues that, that were not taken care of and addressed were continuing to bring forth that same fruit, that same behavior. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, bring us maybe to the place of, um, you, you've kind of already hit a little bit of just kind of some of the things that you were struggling with right before you came to mercy, but, you know, kind of bring us to that point of what was it that led you? I mean, even how did you learn about mercy? What led you to actually make that decision to apply and come? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually a several year process for me. I initially found out about mercy when I was 18 from a from a family member and I was not ready to go to a Christian Mm. program. I the first thing I noticed about mercy was that it was Christ centered and I was very rebellious and angry Mm -hmm. when it came to things about Mm -hmm. God. So I did not want to go. So I ended up going to another program and having, you know, failed attempts at recovery. And so then when I was in my early twenties, I 
got out of drug rehab and I ended up relapsing. And then I, I was reminded by my mother who said, you really need to give a relationship with God a mm. chance because he's the only one that will heal you. And I was more desperate at that point. So I was willing to give it a chance. I had not yet surrendered my life to God, but I was I was a little bit more willing to see what a Christian program could be mm. about. And so I applied, I got accepted, and I, I entered the program. And at that point, I, I still was not ready to surrender to God. And the staff were so amazing. They tried so many different ways to, to get me to understand the program, understand God's love. And I really just was not mm -hmm. ready. So because of that and that rebellious behavior, I ended up getting discharged from the program and I was in a suicidal place again. I landed in a psychiatric hospital right after leaving the mercy mm -hmm. home. And it was there in that psychiatric hospital bed that I for the first time surrendered my life to Jesus. I was so broken and so scared of what was going to mm -hmm. happen to my life because I had tried so many times. And now here I am trying a Christian program and look, it doesn't work. And all the lies about how mm -hmm. I, I can't have a relationship with God. None of this is ever going to work for me. It just brought me to the lowest, absolute lowest point in my life. And I heard what I felt like was God, God saying to me, are you done running mm. as I was in that hospital bed? And I felt his love. And I knew just for the first time in my life that my ways were not working. Mm. It was so apparent to me. It was like the veil had been lifted and I said yes to him. And so mm. that began my relationship with God. And then two years later, I still was struggling with issues because like we talked about the, the root issues, the heart wounds had not been healed yeah. yet. So I was still experiencing these struggles with, you know, behavior mm -hmm. issues like my eating disorder and cutting and suicidal ideation. So then I got, I, I decided to apply again to mercy and I was given a second mm -hmm. chance and that's when I was able to go back and really dig deep mm. and get the inner healing, the heart healing, the counseling that I needed to have lasting mm. healing and transformation. Wow. Wow. Goodness. So much of what you're so much of what you're sharing is is honestly actually making me think a lot about the people who uh, listen to our podcast who are who have loved ones who are really hurting, really struggling, or maybe they work with people who are hurting and struggling. And as you were sharing, I was just thinking about, oh, how, how good and gentle and patient is the Lord with us that, and, yeah. and, it, and it also kind of almost manifested itself, hopefully I'm praying, even through the staff at Mercy, when you went to Mercy the first time of that place of like, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring, mm -hmm. I'm going to put this before you and I'm going to help and I'm going to do what I can. Yes but I'm going to allow you to make a choice. And we always talk right. to people and, you know, I mean, we often are talking to people whose, whose children, I mean, it's their, it's their flesh and blood, their children who are in these dark, yeah. desperate places. And the parents come to that realization of like, I can't do this for them. Like I'm, I'm wearing myself out trying to force and push. And sometimes we use that analogy of like drag them up the hill. Like I'm trying to do the work for them and it's not working. And just the yeah. ability for everyone who 
loves you to even be able to surrender you and to be able to say like, I'm going to release because I can't do this work for you. I can't force you to do the work. I have to let you make that choice. Mm -hmm. And even the Lord saying, Hey, I'm going to let you make this choice. Even if it puts you in like a potentially terrifying place, you know? Um, But then how in the midst of that you did, you came to that point of like, okay, now, like it was like, it was fully owned by you. Like you were ready. Yes. You were ready to own that journey and step into that place. Yeah. And I just, I, I hope and pray that that is an encouragement to all. I mean, we hear yeah. it all the time, Julia. So many people who are just like my, my best friend, my child, my spouse, the person I, you know, yeah. what do I do? What do I do? And I think your story is such a beautiful example of the power of, of surrendering and letting people choose and letting people get to that point themselves. Because when you did get to that point, that's when everything shifted. (laughs) So that's really as painful Mm. as that moment was. And I would never wish to experience it again. It was a pivotal moment for me. And had I not had that complete breakdown and, and, have to face all of the consequences of my, of my choices, I would not have had that encounter with God in that way. And I think so often because we love, we love each other and we care about our loved ones. We want to rescue them from consequences, from painful events. And sometimes those are the very things that can help someone reach a bottom Mm -hmm. or reach a place of surrender. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm grateful that I had that experience as much as I wish it. I don't wish mm. it upon anyone being discharged from mercy. That first time was what I needed mm. to surrender my life to Jesus. Mm. And it's, it's such a huge moment in my life that I will never, ever forget yes. about. Yes. That is very, that's very powerful. Um, I'm interested. I want to, I want to hear a little bit from you just kind of about what, what you learned in the program, you know, what kind of breakthrough moments you had. And, and in that, I'm also very interested because you mentioned this just uh, earlier about the anger that you felt. And I think it's because I, I literally just earlier today have been writing some stuff about like anger at God and processing anger at God and just hearing your story and knowing some of the things that you walked through, you know, in childhood, I can only imagine what you Mm -hmm. thought about God. (laughs) through that. And so I'm interested to even know kind of what did that look like? Like, you know, there was that place of anger and then there had to be Mm -hmm. of like, okay, if I'm going to have a relationship with this guy, I'm going to have to work through some of this anger. Right. And so it's like, what, what did that look like? If you have anything to share about that, but also just even bigger picture, anything that you could share about what you learned at mercy, what, what breakthroughs, revelations you had, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll definitely touch on the anger. That was a huge part of my journey and my my history with the Lord and something that really got worked on while I was at Mercy. I felt completely abandoned by God. I felt, I knew that he existed or I believed that he existed, but I really felt like he had completely disowned me and rejected me and did not care about me at all because of, of the amount of pain and suffering that I had endured and the, the cries for help that I felt like he was not answering for many, many years. And that anger towards him also 
led me to self-hatred. It led me to mistrusting authority, like the authority figures at Mercy. I had a very difficult time trusting them because they were a representation of God, of an authority figure who says that they're spiritual. So all of those things were kind of intertwined. And I came face to face with my rebellion and lack of integrity at Mercy the second time. I had lots of staff address it with me and really speak some bold truths into my life that I will never, ever forget that stick with me still to this day. And and it helped open my eyes to how that anger and mistrust was just affecting every area of my Mm -hmm. life. And so part of that anger really got dealt with as I experienced God's love for me in those places of pain and trauma. So before going through mercy, I had attributed those that suffering and that pain to Mm -hmm. God, that he was a mean, terrible God, that he would allow these things to happen to me. And, And in my time at mercy, I had revelation about his character and how he is such a good and holy God that he could never harm his children and that he was in fact grieving mm-hmm. over the pain that I had endured. That had never occurred yeah. to me. And it's not something that you can just learn in your head. It's it's a heart revelation. Right. And I received that, that he was so pained over what had happened to me and that he cared so much that he sent Jesus to die and to and to pay the price for my sin to rescue me. He sent he created mercy. Like mm. mercy is an example of God's love. He created a place like this mm. where I could come and receive healing. And so when I got those heart revelations mm. about his character and how he really felt about the pain that I had endured, I was able to trust yeah. him and to surrender more of my of my heart to him. And I would say another really big thing that I learned at mercy was forgiveness. Mm forgiving myself, forgiving God, even though he didn't theologically do anything wrong, but forgiving God. And then really I had a lot of release of the shame that I had carried for so many years from the sexual abuse. That was a huge Mm. breakthrough that I experienced. And it really felt like an entire lifetime of pain and and burden had been lifted off of me when I was released from that shame. What you're describing, every everything that you just described to me, I'm like, that can't be attributed to a good program. I mean, I, you know, I'm always like, Mercy is a great program. We believe in it. Like, yeah. of course, you know, and for people who, you know, say, oh, Keys to Freedom, our, our study changed my life. I'm like, yeah, Keys to Freedom is good. It's a good study. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. But there are things that have happened in your life and revelations that you have had that cannot be attributed to a good counselor or a good program or a right. good book. There was something that the Lord did that can't be explained other than just a miracle of his work. Now, granted, he uses great counselors. He uses good programs. He uses study to do those. But like that cannot be attributed to anything but just the power of God. And I um, I'm just so thankful for you being able to just even share about and be honest with because I think so many people struggle with trusting God, doubting his character, doubting who he is, because Mm -hmm. they have not processed through the hurt and pain that they have experienced in their lives. And I just think until you do that, until you are willing to fully, um, uh, we've said this a few times before, um, 
in some of our teachings of in order to live a life abandoned to God, you have got to be able to face when you have felt abandoned by him. Like you are not you until you can get to that place of literally going, God, what in the world? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to need to talk to you about some stuff and I'm going to need to even share some of my darkest feelings and thoughts towards you about you, you know, until you are able to really do that. There's no way for there to be that intimate, close, father daughter yeah. connection that everyone yeah. at the end of the day is seeking and so i just think that's such a pivotal part of what you've shared today and hopefully encourages people in that place as well that you've got to you've got to mm-hmm. go there with him and he is not scared yeah. of it <laughs> he's yeah. not thrown off mm-hmm. by it he's not mad about it he wants yeah. to go there with you so yeah. i'm i'm so thankful for you sharing those things um well, let's even talk then about just kind of, I'm sure, I'm sure we could just dive into a million things about what your time in the program was like, what you've learned. Um, but um, what has your journey looked like since Mercy? You know, you received, um, you know, in the time that you were in the program, I know that you have already shared some of the, just the breakthrough that you experienced and some of the things that you received in your time. Uh, we always, I know we've said this to our residents often, like you are not going to leave mercy perfect, but you should leave here equipped. (laughs) And so, um, people always have a journey after, and you've been out of the program for quite a while. And so what has the journey looked like after mercy? Uh, even just kind of that ongoing healing and freedom in your life. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, it has been a journey and there have been tremendous highs and still some great lows. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the major differences, obviously I experienced healing from, from so many deep wounds, but one of the long lasting differences is, is hope Mm -hmm. that I have hope that life is worth living, that God is good, that he is for me, those heart revelations is what have, are what have carried me through those lows that I have experienced and those highs as well. So I would say it's been a continual journey of hope and I've been able to move from a place of needing help and rescue to being able to pour out into Mm -hmm. other people, which is really the multiplication factor of mercy multiplied. And that's been a huge part of my life that has given me so much passion and purpose and uh, hunger for more of God because he's allowed me to pour into other women Mm -hmm. and, and men as well who are dealing with things that I have dealt with. And he's placed so many people in my life um, in these last 13 years since I graduated from Mercy that I've been able to walk alongside in their healing journey. Mm -hmm. And it's given me even more understanding of God's heart and his character for people and for healing. Um, I, I still have things that I work through. There are, there are things that God has chosen to deliver me from that I've never had to look back on. One of those things would be addiction, drug and alcohol Mm -hmm. addiction. I've, I've not struggled in that Mm -hmm. area, although there's a 
moments of, you know, thoughts and temptations every once in a while, but that's not been an area where I've struggled. There've been other things where there's more layers of healing and God has continued to bring healing into my life. I'm not in any type of bondage with, with issues, but there's just deeper, deeper truths that he's bringing. And I've been in a season actually the last two years where God is really been doing some deeper healing in my in my life and I've been uh back in therapy and it's been a wonderful journey getting back into into therapy and working through some some other things uh but the the equipping that I got yeah. at Mercy is what has helped carry me through all of those seasons and and allowed me to continue walking out this yeah. journey and becoming more like Christ. Yeah. I love that you have not um, I, like that you were sharing, you've been able to come alongside and walk alongside other people in their healing journey while continuing to walk out your own. And we are just, mm-hmm. we are, we are so um, passionate about seeing people who are even helping people walking out their own. We always talk about you give away what you carry. You give away what you carry. Yeah. So yeah. the the level of freedom and healing that you carry in your own life is what you're going to have to be able to share and give mm-hmm. away to others. And so why would you yeah. not want just more and more? Because there's always more available until the yes. day we meet yes. Jesus in glory land. Like yes. there is always going to be more healing and freedom available to us tomorrow than we have today. And so not yes. only is it great for you in your own life that you can you can receive more of that for yourself, but as you receive more, you have that much more to be able to give to others. And so I love yes. that that has been part of your story. You're helping people and you're still walking out yours like that. That hopefully, please, Lord, may that be the story for everyone in any level of ministry yeah. or helping role. But yes. We are continuing yes. to seek our own. Yes healing because there's always more for everybody. So I love that part of your story. Um, And I just, before we, before we sign off on this, I feel like I could talk to you forever here, but I would love to just know if there's, there are hopefully going to be people who, uh, you know, have this story forwarded them, have this episode forwarded to them by someone they love, or um, maybe, maybe they're listening and they, they're just, they're struggling themselves or there's parts of your story that have connected with them. I mean, is there just any word of encouragement? I'm sure you have a lot, but what would you, what would be just kind of your word of advice or encouragement or hope for someone listening? Yeah, I would say that absolutely healing is possible. It doesn't matter how bad and dark and dirty and chaotic the issue is, or how long you've been struggling with an issue, how long you've been crying out to God for healing and and felt like you haven't seen an answer come through yet, that healing is possible, that God's heart is for healing. And that even when we don't see it happen in the way that we think it should happen, God is still moving and he has not forgotten Mm -hmm. about you. He has not forgotten about the, the cries of your heart. And, and that's just something that I, I, I wish I would have known sooner, mm-hmm. but I, I, I want to share that with, with whoever is listening. And also that it is a process mm-hmm. that some things will be healed quicker than others. All, all of our stories are so different. Not one way is going to work 
exactly the same way for someone else. Uh, but it's a process. And so if some things take a little bit longer, God is still, he's still doing his work mm -hmm. and we can be confident that he is, he's with us in it and he is not forgetting about us or abandoning mm -hmm. us. So good. So good. Um, Julia, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being willing to join us um, and just share your story so beautifully, so eloquently, um, and and really Absolutely. just be such a source of encouragement. I mean, I'm encouraged just hearing this today and and reminding, just being reminded of how good, how good yeah. he is. Uh, you know, I mean, there's this yeah. with these stories. There's like, oh, like he's so powerful and he can do this amazing work. But man, I just feel like there's so much of your story today just reminded me of just his goodness, his gentleness, his kindness towards yes. us. Um, and I just think you yes. have beautifully shared that today. And so we're very, very Thank thankful. Um, and listeners, we hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this conversation today. I always want to remind you as we wrap up these specific episodes, something that our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn, often says is that God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he can do for all. And I think you <laughs> shared this as well, Julia. So if you or someone yeah. you love is struggling right now, my hope and prayer is that Julia's story in encourages you to know what God is capable of and to know that when you are ready to receive that healing and help that he has available to you, um, he will do it. He will do it. Um, he is, as, as I said, no respecter of persons. And so, um, as always, if our podcasts have been encouraging for you, we just we would ask that you share it with people, share this story with people. And we'd also be so grateful if you would help us out by rating our show, writing a review wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we have discussed today, um, if you'd just like to learn more about Mercy and what we offer, our program, our resources, our studies, um, let us know. You can email us. Uh, at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us.